Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. ever felt like you were in the belly of the well you're surrounded by darkness it started out with it was just one time it was just one night I thought it was just going to affect me but each way you look to your right and to your left and straight ahead there's nothing but darkness You think to yourself, how am I going to get out of this? But there's no way. Some of you, maybe you showed up this morning and you're in this season right now where you know exactly what I'm talking about. Greg Laurie, he's he's another pastor and I was listening to one of his messages and he uses this. He uses this term. He says that sin will take you further than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost you more than you want to pay. I thought it was so powerful, I'm going to actually do it twice, is that sin will always take you further than you want to go. It'll take you and keep you longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost you more than you want to pay. I I think about this as as we pull up the lights here. What, What do we think darkness is you know darkness is not it's not a thing it's not it cannot be measured there's there's nothing it's it's just darkness then yet darkness scientists say is the absence of something it's the absence of something and that very something once that something comes into darkness what begins to happen it chases it away Man, I'm here just to kind of speak this morning from from this perspective that right now, whatever you're going through, that light changes everything. That darkness is the absence of light, and it doesn't have to stay that way. This morning, uh, as we come into this, here's our sermon in a sentence right here, is that there are times that God takes you to dark places so that you can see light. I, I, I really hope that we get to, to bring these things and, and they come across well. Mike, a couple weeks ago, kicked us off in Jonah. And as he kicked us off, we've learned this, uh, that, that God spoke to Jonah, told him to go to Nineveh. And in the middle of that, Jonah, probably like many of us did, was like, I don't think so. That's not a place I want to go. Uh, and so he takes off running. He actually tries to go to the furthest part of the world. 
Uh, and it turns out that God sent this massive storm and we know that he gets thrown overboard and he ended with this. Uh, he ended with Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days and for three nights. I think this is powerful. There's things in the Bible called parallels, which means like places that you see things and it's like, oh, that's similar. That, that's kind of happened before. You can kind of see this. There's several things that happen within three days. You guys can probably guess one of them, right? One of them is Jesus. Jesus went to the cross, right? And he died. And for three days, darkness, all light was gone. All hope, everything that these disciples that had followed him for two to three years, everything that they had said and seen from Jesus, all of a sudden felt lost. But listen, he didn't stay that way. Because light started coming back into the world. He resurrected and he changed everything. And we're going to run into some of these things. As, as we get into this today, there's four things I want to go over. Uh, is first is this. It's never too late to pray. It's never too late to pray. The second is this. is desperation. It's often more powerful than inspiration. And that you are where you are because of what you've chosen. We're bringing this from the perspective of Jonah. And then finally, we're going with this. Because I think it's a great thing to end anything on. Is that there's always victory in Christ. Always victory in Jesus. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Kevin. I'm the new guy, uh, as is what it's been told. Uh, man, a couple things about me. I enjoy Georgia Tech, which probably puts a really big bullseye on me, right? Uh, I love to fish and anything outdoors. Uh, I have a beautiful family, way, way too good for me. And, uh, and I think about this, man, as I speak, here's one of the things that I hope that I begin to get across uh, as we get to know each other. I look forward to getting to know you guys in this. There's going to be times that we're going to laugh, hopefully some times where we're going to sit down and be broken together. I mean, we're going to grow together all in Jesus's name as we break down scripture. Uh, so let's hop into it today. So here we go. I'm going to start out with this. We're going to read Jonah 2, 1 through 2. If you can open up scripture and turn there. If not, you don't have a Bible, that's okay. You can look at these screens. Here's what it says. It says, from the inside of the fish, Jonah prayed to his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he I want you guys to read this with me. And he answered me. All right, there we go. Now we're picking it up. Here's the deal. Some of you guys, you, had, you just got to sleep in a little bit this morning. We're feeling good. We, I, I love it when you guys talk back with me a little bit here. Here we go. Let's, let's do this. So he answered me. He goes on and says, from deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help. And you listened to my cry. Man, what a powerful God. How crazy is this that he answers me in my darkest moments? Some of you, you haven't reached out to the Lord in a while because you think to yourself, look at me. I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. How can God love somebody like me? Listen, I, I've done, I've done the whole past thing. I, I, he's seen me in my worst. If he can, if he is so good, how on earth would he want to hear from me, listen to this. Let me just say this to you guys. How many of you guys have? Well, I, I won't do that. If you've ever had a good dad, then you know in those darkest moments, he looks at you and he just thinks, you little knucklehead, I love you anyways, right? 
Yeah, like, like, listen, I get that right now you are a mess. You're a mess. That's okay. I'll take you messy. I'll take you any way I can get you right now. Because here's the great thing about this story. And I think this really brings things to light. That where you start out is not where you finish. Y'all know, look, that's an amen worthy right there. Come on now. All right. Where you start is not where you finish. Man, I, I go back from this. Listen to this. I, I go back and I read that last part in, 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 uh, in Jonah 2. And he set out and he said he called for help and he answered me. Man, maybe we, we've been walking through this life in darkness because for so long you're feeling like he's not answering you, like he can't hear you. I, I, I'm kind of weird, uh, which is okay. I've accepted this. This is what I love about in my 30s. Like in my 20s, I was starting to be like, oh, okay. In my teens, I cared what everybody thought about me. Now I'm kind of like, hey, I still want you to like me. But if you don't, it's okay. I'm weird. I get it. Here's one of the weird things that I do. I pull up the GPS on my phone every time I run into Athens. I go to Athens two times a week. I know exactly where I'm going and I type it right in and I follow it. Listen, sometimes I love it when it tells me rerouting, rerouting, right? So I, sometimes I guess I like to be bossed around a little bit, right? So here we go. So I go back and I look at this. There's times where, where my phone dies. You know, those moments where your phone just dies and then you have to come back here, go back to what you know. This is one of the greatest things about Jonah. In Jonah, he quotes scripture eight times. Seven times he goes back to the Psalm of David. This is powerful. Listen, he goes back to the man after God's own heart. Listen, you are not a lost cause. As a matter of fact, you showed up today and you thought you were just being invited by a friend. I beg to differ. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think you're here for a reason. Now, whether you're in this dark place today, whether you're in the pit or the belly of a well this morning, I'm not sure. But I do know one thing. You will be one day. And in the middle of that, my hope for you, my prayer for you, for all of us is this, is that we remember exactly what we knew. Y'all remember when you were in like, I, I, I had a lady, her name was Miss Shirley. Like everybody has a lady when you're in church. Right. Miss Shirley would sit down and she was like, she was lovable. Right. Like uh, she sat down. She taught me about Jesus. We didn't go to church for a long time before a season we did. Right. She taught me all about Jesus's love for me. Here's the deal. Y'all have had Miss Shirley's in your life. Right. But for whatever reason, the voice of Miss Shirley began to kind of fade in these things of this world start seeming so much more important, don't they? This idea of chasing after something that makes you feel important, you, you, we've ran after that. We want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to make whatever it may be. And we start throwing these things out here as, as, as these idols, which aren't bad things necessarily, but when you put them in front of Christ then they, they, turn into, they turn into not just a problem, they turn into a sinful issue, which leads us to a place like Jonah in the belly of a whale. When you get to the place where we have to decide that we can't do this anymore, 
You have to be so tired of being where you are that you sit back and you say, I will change. God, this is not who I want to be. I want to be so much more than this. God, I want to follow you. I want to chase after you. I want to go back to Miss Shirley's class when all I knew was that God was good and that you love me. I'm not sure what you did last night. I'm not sure what you've been up to this week, but I do know this, that God loves you. In the middle of your nastiness, in the middle when you feel like, hey, if he really knew, he does really know. He knew well before you did what you did. And he chased after you anyways. And he loves you anyways. So of course, no matter what, you is never, ever too late to pray. Second thing is this, and what I want to take away is this, is that desperation is often more times inspired. It's often my goodness, Kevin, desperation is often more powerful than inspiration. Here's, here's what I know. I've been known to have crazy dogs. Any of y'all have crazy dogs? Just insane dogs? All right, listen. I, for whatever reason, I used to have these little, like my mom, we grew up with, we grew up with like little chihuahuas. He was a nice guy. His name was Poncho. Little Poncho run around. He was nice little guy. Anyways, here's what I know. I ended up getting dogs on my own. I don't think that I'm a really good dog owner. It's a true story, right? Uh, I, I had this crazy dog. The first dog that came through, he was crazy by the time he ended, right? Like I have a dog right now. He came in really sane. Like we took him to a vet, no lie. He laid on the vet's table and like did everything perfectly for the vet. The vet said, now this is a good dog right here. And I was like, yeah, he is. And then I get him around my kids and now, like, he's wide open. Like, y'all know what crazy dogs do? They get in the living room and they do this, right? Like, they just run circles. Y'all have those dogs, right? So here's what I've learned. What I've learned is this. In the middle of him doing his laps, if I can catch him, right, grab him, I grab him and I'll, I'll settle him. I'll hold him just like this. And before long, like, I can feel him. He goes from doing this little head knocking thing of a jigger And I grab him closer and I'm like, stop, settle, stop, no. You know what begins to happen? He starts settling. He starts listening. Some of y'all's dog, they don't do that. I'm sorry, but this one does. Listen, I know in this moment, he'll do whatever I want him to do. Think about this story. In this moment, in the belly of a well, when it's only Jonah and Jesus, our God, here's, here's what we know. Is that Jonah is going to do and listen to whatever it is that God has to say to him. Let's keep reading. This, we're going to read three through six. Here's what it says. It says, you turned, uh, you hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers, they swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters, they threatened me. The deep surrounded me. And here comes another one of these parallels. Here's what I want you guys to see, something similar. It says that seaweed was wrapped around my head. Just, just what I mean by a parallel is think about Jesus. What happened? Listen, man, Jesus had mere men put crowns of thorns on his head 
so that he could know you, so that, so that he could save you, so that he could have this relationship with you. And Jonah's going through this suffering. Man, there's so much to this story. He goes on, he says, to the roots of the mountain, I sank down the earth beneath barred me in forever. He says, but you, Lord God, brought my life up from the pit. I'm going to read that last part. But, but you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit. Man, there's times that God takes us into these places where we're desperate. Any of you guys, maybe, maybe y'all can relate to this. I have... I have this moment or, or these moments where I just start running. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. And, and I feel like the hamster that's on one of those little running wheels where I'm just going. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going, right? Like I'm wasting energy like crazy, right? And here's what I've learned. The times where God has spoken to my heart the most are the moments where I've simply been knocked down, hit in the gut, nothing else to say, nothing else I can do, but just be held by Christ. It's crazy the lessons that you learn in times where there is nowhere else to turn and nowhere else to go. I, 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 I really want to make sure that, that we hit this. What's crazy is Jonah still had some choices in that. And we're about to read some more scripture here uh, that, that kind of reflect that. Here it is. It says, this is our third, third place right here. If you're following along with us, it says, you are where you are because of what you've chosen. Let me, let me make sure I preface this a little bit. Jonah was exactly where he was because of what he chosen, what he had chosen. He, instead of being obedient in God, he ran from God. And in that, he's, he's stuck in this pit of a well. Here's something else that I know. Some of you, especially a crowd this big, some of you, I mean, you, you, you did not ask, you did not make a choice to go through this darkness that you're going through right now. But I promise you, if you're in that place right now, you can still learn something from this book right here. Because when you're in the place of desperation, there's nowhere else to lean into but God. Here, here's, uh, here's some more scripture. We're going to read through a little bit more. I'm going to start at chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. So if you guys can follow along with me. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Think about this. What's he saying here? Those that cling to worthless idols, man, those that cling to this world, if you grasp and you want to hold on to everything this world has to bring you, listen, you'll end up broken. You'll end up looking just like the world. You don't look like light. Instead, you look just like darkness. And you look just like darkness, you're going to be surrounded by darkness. Think about this. So that's one choice. I can go cling on to worthless idols. Y'all ever have somebody try and give you a piece of advice that was a great piece of advice and you just look back years later and you're like, cool, I wish I would have listened. Listen, I'm going to keep going through this. You know what I love about being up here sometimes? I love when I get to see parents look at kids. Listen, it's one of my favorite things Here's one of my favorite things on the planet. I love that, and I love when husbands and wives go, you hearing this? All right, here we go. Sorry, I had to 
call you guys out from time to time. It's nobody in particular. All right, here we go. Here we go, verse 9. But I, with the song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Listen to this part. Salvation comes from the Lord. At this point, Jonah didn't know what was going to happen. Do you understand this? He had no clue what was about to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a quick story right here. I, I have a picture of this nice car right here. I don't know if you guys know what this is called. This is called a Geo Storm Hatchback Edition, right? Let me tell you what this represents. My parents are over here, so they're about to... They, they know. They went through this journey with me. They're laughing right now. Uh, so one of the things that I've learned, lessons, right? Like the wonderful, valuable life lessons was this. My parents gave me a car. Anything that has been given to you like that can be taken away from you, right? You know what I'm talking about? Listen, here's what I learned at 20 years old. I learned this lesson. My parents would always say this thing. They wanted to see my grades in college. I was always a great student, by the way. No. Uh, so in the middle of wanting to see my grades, they would start threatening me with, I'm going to take your car away. And then I was also, maybe I was a little bit of a knucklehead while I was in college as well. And so anything that I would do, they would threaten me with this idea that they would take my car away. Here's what I learned. If I take $100 every time out of my paycheck and I could get to $1,000, I could have freedom, right? Freedom looked like that right there. Now, back in the day, back in the day, you didn't have Facebook Marketplace. We didn't have certain things. You had to call people. You had to know people to, like, to get something that you wanted. There was this thing called Auto Trader. Like, all, we look up all these things. Well, I found this car. And I'm telling you what, y'all, I, I saw it and I was like, it may not be a looker, right? But it'll get the job done. What's that spell? Freedom. That's what that means. So I go out and uh, I drive all the way to Florida. I mean, like, who does this, right? I drive all the way to Florida to go pick this car up. I'm telling my parents, hey, you no longer have a hold of me anymore, I'm driving all the way to Florida and we're going to make this happen. So I go out and I get behind the wheel of this Geostorm hatchback edition. Oh, mine was white and it was really special. It had rust on it with bubbles on the paint job. That's right. So I go out and I pick this thing up. And as I get behind the wheel, I just thinking, yeah, baby. Right. I just knew like in my head, you know what I really kept thinking? My parents are going to hate this, right? But here's, here's something I started learning. Valuable lesson. Two hours down the road, driving from Daytona Beach, Florida, on to whatever road that is. I guess that's 75. I'm driving, and the next thing that I know is it's, it's getting hot in here. Hot dog. The air just went out on me, right? So I have no air. Two hours. Right? Like I should have known right then that this was a bad idea. So I'm two hours into this drive. The air conditioner just went out. In the middle of air conditioning going out, I'm still on my way home. I keep thinking to myself, that's okay. It can't be taken from you. Right? So I'm driving and I finally pull into the house. And I did what anybody that thinks they made a mistake does. Right? 
I showed this thing off to my parents. I'm like, check this out. This is great. And I'm showing them on the inside and the outside. I'm like, this is, your son did this. Listen, some of you guys, let me, let me bring this back to a serious moment. Some of you show up every morning here on Sundays and you look real good on the outside. There's, there's this side that you don't show any type of weakness. You are strong. You got it all together. But the truth is, God kind of want to, kind of, God kind of wants to break that. He wants you to see your imperfections in a way so that he can say, wake up, son. Come to me, son. Come to me, daughter. I love you. You're ignoring me, but that's okay. I'm right here. You know what began to happen in the name of freedom? I drove that thing for two more months. And it wasn't long after driving. I'm driving in the middle of the night. My radio goes out. Month or two after that, my radio doesn't just go out. All the lights on the inside of this geostorm, like everything cut out but the outside lights. You know what I started doing? It's funny what we, it's funny what we start doing when we're desperate, right? I grab a flashlight and I, I put the flashlight, you know where the, like the headpiece is to the seat? I crunch that flashlight on so I can just turn it off and on, right? I'm redneck, folks. I'm from Monticello. I can get things done, right? All right, so here we go. I'm turning this thing off and on. It wasn't long after that. You know what begins to happen? Engine blows up. Terrible deal. In the name of freedom, I'm broken down. I'm on the side of the road with nowhere else to turn. And I paid a massive price for that. And I know it doesn't sound like it. Listen, when I was in college, $1,000 was a lot of money for me. Not only did I waste money on that, I wasted money trying trying to get it fixed. And it wasn't long after that that I was without any transportation. A valuable lesson. My parents have always let me learn lessons the hard way. Uh, and I, I'll never forget in the middle of that, I learn so much more in that. I learned, listen, I wish to goodness, if you guys can hear me, please learn lessons. The, like the lessons that Jesus is trying to tell you right now, the way that he's trying to speak to you, listen to that now because there's always a cost. And the cost is much greater if we're not obedient in it. Here's, here's where, where we're going to kind of move towards. In the middle of my brokenness, this is a true story. I even believe that car story had a bit of, of a story in God speaking to, not, like really beginning this journey with me in Christ. Because when you're desperate, you start looking for everything, right? I mean, you start, I, I, I didn't even know who Christ was at that point in time. I was just talking to the sky, like hoping something would listen to me, right? It wasn't long after that, man, I, I gave my life over to the Lord. It's, it's crazy how this begins to happen, is that victory comes through Christ. Victory comes through the Lord. Here's, here's what I'm going to read. Jonah 2.7, it says this. It says, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. 
Listen, what I know about this is that Jonah would have known that Solomon had built a temple. In Chronicles, Solomon writes this. He says, let me build this temple, Lord, and let this be a, let this be a place where desperate people can come to you and they can feel and hear from you, Lord. Let this temple be this place. And so Jonah's bringing it back to this. Here's something else that I realize. If you fast forward and you turn to John 2, 18, you know what Jesus begins to say? He says, I will destroy this temple. You know what he's talking about? I will destroy this religion. I will destroy what you think is you. What you've built up for you, I can break it down. What you thought about yourself, it can be taken from you right now. Where you are going right now, I can make sure that I get your attention. You know what he says in the middle of this? And three days later, I will rebuild it again. I will make you new. Here's what we know. We know that from, from Jonah 2.7. Fast forward to Jonah 2.10. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. I, again, I want you guys to see what happened. One side of the country... And he moves him in the middle of his dysfunction, in the middle of his rebellion. Where does he spit him out at? Y'all ever think about this? Like I think to myself, hold up, the next chapter he's moving into Nineveh. I don't want to get too much into Adam's place. But he dropped him exactly where he expected him to be in the first place. Listen, listen to what, what uh, Paul says here in, Rome, in Romans he says this, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers. Listen to this, pay attention. It says, neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul would know more about this than anybody else. Because it was Paul who actually had a name before that. You know what his name before that was? Saul. Listen, Saul was the man that was standing around when Stephen was first murdered. Stephen was the first like professing Christian to, call, like, to lose his life because he followed Jesus. Paul, Saul's whole like purpose in Acts, especially in the beginning of Acts, was to destroy the church. He can write this passage right here because he did everything in his power to destroy the church. And guess what? Where are you today? 2,000 years later, we're still here celebrating because we cannot be separated from the love of Christ. Keep moving. Listen, he's on this road to Damascus to continue persecuting the church. And all of a sudden it says there's this shaking that begins to happen. He can't see. And he reaches, he kind of cries out. It says Jesus comes to him in this vision. Why? Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? This is in Acts 9, by the way, if you want to go through that. Saul says, who is this? Jesus says, it's Jesus. And then the, the, next chat, the, the next thing that happens is this. Jesus says, I'm going to send you to Damascus. But what you were doing to cause harm, I'm going to move you back into the purpose that I actually had you going there for anyways. Right? Listen, in the middle of this, he goes to Damascus 
And he sees this man named Ananias. Jesus begins to speak to Ananias first. I'm sure that was a fun conversation for Ananias. Can you imagine? Hey, I want you to heal the man that has just persecuted and killed Christians. I, no, please, right? In the middle of that, listen, Ananias' reaction was very simple. Are you sure? I've heard about him. But in Ananias' obedience, he goes and he begins to pray over Saul. Saul, it says these, these uh, things begin to fall off Saul's eyes. And Saul can now see a new life. Light has just joined together in Saul. Saul now has a new name. Listen, whatever it is that you've been through, God is so great at changing you and changing your name. He is so good and he is so powerful. Here's, here's where we're going to end this. I want to get, make sure you guys have some takeaways. Five things I want to take away from this is we all deserve death. Jonah, when he ran from God's purpose, deserved death. The second thing is this, we have to stop running and we need to own up our own responsibility. Our responsibility is give up. Third is this, give up your priorities and desires. The fourth is this, is to commit to a new owner and then finally, I'll put this, obedience brings confidence. Obedience brings confidence, meaning this. The more that you learn to be obedient, the more you can hear and see when God's actually doing something, even in dark places. Some of you, I, I, we sit back and, and uh, I was going through this thing, uh, it's kind of a distress call, Morse code. There's, there's this call. It, it goes out as S-O-S. S-O-S. And if you don't know what that means, it means, come get us now, right? Like, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Even deeper than that, I need help. I need help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure we're going we're gonna to play this back. We're going to go back to the pit, the belly of the well. And I'm going to make sure I want you guys to hear this real quick. Before long, this began to be interpreted as save our ship. It wasn't much longer after that that it began to be transcribed as save our souls and this morning some of you you just thought you were coming to church man maybe God's trying to do something much greater than that some of you you're in a dark place right now and maybe you feel like hey I have a I have a marriage that's on that's on the brinks I have a child that's on the run I have a health issue. I have some things that just came up this week and I don't know where to turn. I just simply, in, in a minute, we're gonna have some guys and some ladies that are gonna surround the stage in the, middle, in the middle of that. I just wanna say this. If you're in this place where you are just saying, God, save me. God, I want to know you for the first time. We would love to walk you through that. God, I just need somebody to come beside me right now and lift me up because I am broken, because I am bruised, and because right now I can't do this anymore, but I know that you can. I'm going to say a prayer right now in love. If, uh, if you guys need that prayer, please come up. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, Lord. We thank you for 
for dark places, Lord, because sometimes it's in the dark places that we actually get to see the light, Lord. It's in the dark places that we can sit back and look at our neighbors and say, I was once there and Christ gave me victory, Lord. I pray over each person that's in this room today, Lord, may their lives forever, ever be focused on you. It's your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at